Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, removing barriers to grow your people. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to our podcast. I'm Ed Kless, and with me today is Chris Meroff. Chris is a CEO, founder, author, and serial entrepreneur with a passion for helping business professionals find fulfillment in their work through sustainable success. In 2011, he started his first company, MSB Consulting. In 2019, he pivoted into the venture capital space. Currently, he owns a variety of startups in various industries throughout Austin and Maine, ranging from hospitality, restaurant, education, farming, medical, and community development. Chris is the CEO and founder of DCX Community, where he hosts a personal development conference and monthly networking event, The Table Network. Welcome to the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast, Chris Miroff. Thanks for having me. Well, first off, Chris, why do you do what you do? <laughs> That's a great question. My wife asks me this, uh, this question all the time. Um, I love to employ my community. So first and foremost, as an entrepreneur, I love uh, to give back to my community uh, in the form of employment and really healthy employment, uh, employment that really allows people to find fulfillment. Um, a stat I learned now probably eight years ago was that 72% of the people on the planet hate what they do or who they do it with. So my ambition as an entrepreneur is to reverse that stat. And tell me about your book that you have out now, which is Lead, Discovering the Heart of Authentic Leadership. Yeah, this book, um, and uh, ironically, we've actually changed the name of this book now to The Empathy Revolution. Um, the reason we changed the name is one of uh, my kind of uh, mentors um, in this whole uh, organizational health uh, arena is Pat Lanchoni. And he, uh, after reading the book, um, really decided, uh, helped me decide that Empathy Revolution was going to better fit. Um, what I learned um, in my leadership journey uh, was that uh, this, this idea of empathy and vulnerability um, really is key to allowing your employees to find fulfillment at work. And Ironically, as leaders, uh, it's the path to fulfillment. I, I always thought it was this idea of command and control. In fact, that's the way I was raised, was that you lead uh, by being strong, confident. Uh, you're amazing in crisis. Uh, you're an you're a absolutely phenomenal problem solver. When really, uh, the people that worked for me and with me really wanted to know my heartbeat. Um, they really wanted to understand me uh, and to be understood. And so this book really kind of uh, create a framework for leaders uh, to be able to lean in to these kind of uh, mushy, gushy ideas of empathy and vulnerability. I know I didn't really think about it um, in these terms until much later in life, until my late 40s. But the reality of kind of expressing some weakness, um, which again, was abhorrent to me, um, uh, really drew people in and gave them uh, a sense of strength uh, their own strength uh, that they could then exercise uh, in the workplace. And not only did it create for them real fulfillment, um, this idea that they could uh, show up in amazing ways, but it, in, it also helped me understand that I was worth caring for uh, even as their leader. So it's been an amazing journey, and this book really captures uh, that leadership journey. So tell me what your definition of empathy is. Yeah, it's a tricky one, right? I mean, a lot of people get this a little bit wrong. I know I did for a long time. I thought it was feeling badly uh, for people who were going through tough things. Um, and what I learned is that empathy is really about mirroring somebody else's emotions. And so 
Uh, my poor wife had to live with this uh, terrible definition of empathy for most of our marriage, um, which was um, show up in a way that felt badly for her, um, but at the same time, like come up with a thousand ways to fix it. In other words, here's why you don't have to feel what you're currently feeling. Um, and so empathy now for me is really this idea that if she's feeling sad, it's just to feel sad uh, with her. Um, what this does is it allows for her to kind of move out of what I lovingly refer to as, for all of us, the lizard brain, where we get into fight or flight. And when you give somebody empathy, when you join in uh, by mirroring their emotion, it allows them to move out of that lizard brain um, and into empowerment, uh, which is really, really what people want. They want to feel like they're not alone. And then once they feel like they're not alone, they can go conquer anything. Is there a danger, though, in, in if you say, say you have some person in, in sadness or who's feeling a lot of pain, that somebody mirroring that and just being in pain with them, just now we have just two people in pain? <laughs> well, that's definitely um, uh, an outcome. And so I had to learn what to you know, what do I do with that? I mean, uh, after a while, it starts to bog me down emotionally. And that's where being uh, vulnerable and by letting other people in. And so uh, in an organization, in a company, in a family, I don't care what you're in, you need an outlet. Um, and so um, what I needed to do as a leader is go seek um, a, a tribe of my own outside of work that could help me kind of deal with some of these emotions as I would start to take them on. And again, it's not a, this permanent taking it on. It's saying, okay, in this moment, when somebody's feeling really sad, I'm going to enter into that. Here's a great example. Uh, and this happened to me, I don't know how many times, um, where I, I've got, uh, as a leader, um, as a larger-than-life uh, kind of personality, I'd walk into somebody's office and, and talk about a project that we were working on or they were working on. And what I got was somebody who wasn't as excited about this project as I was, or we were together even yesterday. And so I would often take that as that they no, are no longer excited about what we were working on when really they were dealing with something maybe personally, maybe inner, uh, personally within the office, maybe uh, again, professionally. What it did is empathy taught me to slow down, uh, not take everything personally, um, and really be uh, curious about what's causing maybe this sudden lack of interest in this project that I thought we had agreed upon uh, together. And when I did that, I learned that what they were really seeking uh, is certainty. Um, and certainty uh, with, with emotions is hard uh, since they're very pliable. But what I did is I slowed things down and I just would say to them, hey, you know, it seems like uh, you're not as excited about this project as you were yesterday. What's going on? Um, what, what I learned is that people want to unload or offload some of these uh, burdens that they carry. And so just by slowing down, being able to enter into that conversation with them, reignited a passion for what we were working on. I, I thought it was my job to kind of keep inspiring and like bring the energy and the passion to everything that we did. When really what my job was is to figure out how to ignite this person's passion, not just live off mine but make this something that was their own. And so that process took me a long time to figure out how to do that well, not bogging down what we're doing, not making it this um, overly emotional experience, but something that was very, very intentional, that they mattered more than the project. And when I did that, uh, people came to life uh, in my organizations in ways I, I never experienced before. And Chris, we have an exit question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, who is a hero of yours and why are they a hero? Yeah, I, well, I would say that 
I'm going to, I'm going to kind of maybe cop out a little bit and say that um, I'm going to put my parents in there. Um, my parents were heroes because they really uh, grew up in a generation and with parents that really uh, didn't embrace this idea of empathy and vulnerability. Um, and so I grew up in a home where that really wasn't, uh, a, a, you know, exempt, exemplified to me at all. Um, but later in life, as they kind of saw what was happening in my own life and, and how that was playing out, and they really leaned back in. And so not only did they teach me how to be a great leader from a get it done perspective, but then later in life, they really uh, came back around to this idea that, no, people matter more than projects. And so how do I show up really well for them? And that's what they did for me. And lastly, Chris, how can somebody contact you? Absolutely. Best way to get in contact with us is through dcxcommunity.com or chrismaroff.com. Uh, we'd love to chat about, again, this idea of how do we show up really well as a leader uh, and create great employment for our community. All right. The book is Empathy Revolution. The author is Chris Marinoff. Thanks so much for being a guest on the Sage Thought Leadership Podcast. Thanks for having me. Review and subscribe by searching your podcast player of choice for Sage Thought Leadership Podcast.